0: Sex has been seen as something that, you know, men need and women do just because I'm completely ignored by my partner. He doesn't understand that I have sexual needs. There's a mental conditioning that comes with seeing what women are put through when they are indeed fully expressive about their sexuality so if men aren't judged by their body counts and it doesn't define who they are or tell you the most about their personality why does a woman's body count have to be the thing that makes makes you place judgment on her but then for no reason as a woman would you be treating a guy different maybe if you hear a number above 100 right so would be like this guy's is a shower guy but really would it make you like him less mm. Hello, my beautiful listeners. You're listening to Hurt and Her with Naomi, and I'm Naomi Harry. On this podcast, we'll be discussing matters of the heart as well as love and life experiences. The goal is for you to learn better ways to maximize human relationships and reach for happiness. Trust me, we're going to have a swell time discussing life and relationship controversies. Hello, and welcome to Hurt and Her with Naomi, and I am Naomi Harry. If this is your first time here, well, welcome, and if This is not your first time here, you're a real OG. Thank you so much for coming back and I hope you enjoyed this episode today. We're going to be talking about something very, very interesting. So if you find this interesting, I'd like you to share and possibly a comment And yeah, subscribe. So um, today's topic is, are men's libidos truly higher than women's? I find that to be an interesting question. First off, based on a conversation I had with a couple of friends, this question came up. So is it true that men's libidos are, are higher than women's or could it be that women's libidos are suppressed by society and patriarchy? For clarity, libido means the sexual desire. That is sex drive in every individual. So it is just your desire for sex. That's the simple meaning of libido. And the patriarchy is a a system of society. It's a social structure, actually, and practice in which men govern, oppress, and exploit women. So it is the social construct of male dominance, as simple as that. And so today we are talking about the libidos of women, and we can't talk about that without actually emphasizing the reasons why it seems like women's libidos are suppressed. And so we cannot really truly say whose is higher if one party isn't fully expressive with that said the society at least here in africa west africa particularly in nigeria you hear things like you know men need sex one woman can't be enough for a man you know a man cannot have one type of soup that's that's their favorite a man can't have one type of soup for the rest of his life you know he has to taste a variety of soups and that in reference to women being the food that men cannot have one for the rest of their life. So it seems like nobody actually wonders if women can actually have one type of soup for the rest of their life. It's not a saying. Nobody actually talks about that. So the general narrative is that men's sexual desires are insatiable. And so their promiscuity should be understood and excused. And we're all human beings. It's it's like they say, what's good for the goose? is good for the gander, right? So... How is it that all this is said about one gender in full omission of the other? All these sayings have nothing with direct representation of the woman's sexual desires. So on the other hand, the subject of women's libidos is rarely discussed. And in my opinion, the subject has the much needed information both by women... And men, this subject is something that should be understood by both men and women. Men, because you are indeed sharing your sexual experiences with women, if that is your orientation. And for women, because, you know, we need to learn about ourselves, right? So, while men need to be better at understanding women, many women need to take the time to understand themselves. Sex has been seen as something that, you know, men need and women do just because, just because, just because men need it, right? You just have to do it for your husband. It's dutiful. It's necessary for them, but then not exactly for you. So nothing nothing really states that you need it, which is completely false, in my opinion. Trying to develop this podcast, I found a lot of information and, you know, trying to understand really what is actually said about women's videos, And it's not a lot. It's not a lot. But there's just so much. So much information about how to satisfy men. You go through your TikTok and you're seeing, oh, what men desire, you know, how to make a man satisfied, how to keep him, you know, what to do to make him, you know, never want for another woman. There's all this information out there to show you that as a woman, that you should be doing something for the man that you're with sexually. It's not that like, there's no information for men. There is, but it's not the type that says there is this thing that you must do as a man. If not, a woman will not be satisfied and for that reason will leave as opposed to how it is for men. So it's it's that no matter how unsatisfied you are as women, because there's several women who will tell you, oh, I've been married for so many years, I have never had an orgasm. There's some that say, you know, I'm completely ignored by my partner. He doesn't even understand that I have sexual needs. And so all these women going through all these things in their marriages, in their in their relationships, do not actually leave. For this reason, they simply sit there unsatisfied for 20 years, 30 years. In fact, they even get to the point where they are not intimate at all with their partners and it's fine, you know, but the narrative is that should a man not be satisfied, he will have the very good reason to live. That would be the main reason why you lost your marriage. You've lost your man. You lost your family and you've lost your stability because he's not satisfied. You know, but women are taught to not expect satisfaction. You know, whatever you get is fine, right? You just, such is life. <laughs> such is life. So women's sexuality has always, always been suppressed. In Africa, we have a history of cultures that go as far as cutting of the clitoris. Like just thinking about it is, oh. they used to go as far as cutting of the clitoris in the, in the name of female genital mutilation. So, and now that was a practice that is so thankfully abolished at this point, but we suppress women's sexuality still. But this time it's psychologically through purity culture and mostly backed by religion and culture, actually, whether we're not mutilating women, we have several ways in which we try to make sure that women are not fully expressive because, you know, what would the world be? We are supposed to uphold the Virgin Mary status. We're supposed to uphold purity, value, you know, family structure. There's so much pressure on the perfection of women that you see the exact other gender enjoying freedoms. And so that's not to say the male gender doesn't have their own pressures and things that they must be perfect at. It's just You know, they're they're free to make certain mistakes. They're free to be promiscuous. They're forgiven if they cheat. They're forgiven for so many things that a woman can simply not get away with. Whether in the modern Western society or in Africa, Africa especially, it feels like the society hates you as a woman because like, why will a woman's pleasure not necessarily be emphasized or be seen as important? It's sad just thinking about it, actually. So teaching women that they must remain virgins to preserve their purity. So maybe, just maybe, they might be valuable enough for marriage and accepted by society, a value that is not adopted or taught to men. Just talking about it sees how unfair it is. So men are instead told to sow their royal oats and to be made to feel as if sex is degrading to women. And her values reduce once you've had her. A feeling that does not quite exist with women because you hardly, as a woman, feel like a man has lost his value in your eyes because, you know, you've seen him naked or you've been with him. As opposed to how men feel when, you know, they've had a woman and probably how they had her. Let's say you you decided to bed a woman on the first date. How you see her is completely different from how you would see a woman who it took a while or it took 90 days, like, you know, think like a man made it look like, you know, that woman has more, certainly more value to you because, the first one was, was quick to give the cookie away. And so this other one who held on and kept you waiting for a while must be more valuable. But I don't think women think like that. A woman who you have been with on the first date will be expecting you to call back because really she doesn't see it as, she doesn't find you to be degrading. She doesn't think you have more value as a man if you chose to wait 90 days. So the concept is, is shocking, it's shocking, actually. So we have narratives that attach shame to sexual expression and pleasure, narratives that stigmatize women who openly are sexual. You know, for example, dancers on social media, right? They, they wear revealing clothes, women that will be highly desired by men. Most women will covet those dance skills, those that talent and that sexiness that the woman is expressing online. You know, those skills that she's showing and how free she truly is. You know, you watch um, um, this movie, Sex and the City. There's a reason why Samantha was so popular. Because apart from the fact that men desire to be with such such an expressive woman, women would wish they could be that free to express themselves. But still, such a character and such a person does not receive a lot of love. These uh, dancers and these women who are so expressive and, you know, openly sexual on social media, they have a lot of followers, right? They are very, very desired and liked by men. But you check their comment section, the dislike, the criticism, the, the hate that they receive from their own followers, the hate that they receive from people who actually subscribe to the things that they do... Is shocking in general because you, you you see that this video has millions of views. It means that most of the people who have watched this video have watched it multiple times still. But then those same people who have taken their time and their data to just that are glued to this same content will be the ones who go and criticize it, but you've enjoyed it. It's just that society has chosen for us to dislike these people, even if we enjoy what they do and the woman looking at that extreme hate will decide to be in a shell because should I actually attempt this level of freedom? So the public, oh God, I am going to be hated. It's not convenient. It's not a beautiful place to be. So definitely if I were um, in a position where I was thinking, oh, you know, today maybe I should feel a little free and be more expressive about myself and be more expressive about my desires. When you go and see such things on social media, you are discouraged. So there's a mental, there's a mental conditioning that comes with seeing what women are put through when they are indeed fully expressive about their sexuality. You see how men talk about them. You see how men treat them. You see that they're objects, right? Objects to satisfy the, male, the men's um, sexual desires. And he actually does not respect them. And so it takes a very particular and a very genuine and very intelligent and forward-thinking man. To come out of this mentality. Now, it's not something that I blame the people in society for. It is our conditioning, it is our indoctrination, our training, you know, our moral structure, the things that we were taught. Those things are in us. As a woman, it's not, you can't blame somebody else for you not being fully um, expressive about your sexuality, but it just is. It just is like that because. The, the things around you show you. The people around you tell you. And just like that, you find yourself in, th- in that kind of situation. And people clearly express that a woman's value reduces when she has sex. And that a woman should not have a body count. Now, that, that on its own is a full TikTok argument. The more men she sleeps with, the less likely she is to be accepted by a responsible man. So a woman who wants or needs a responsible man in her life should, this, should understand that for any chance, should her body count exceed three or five, or should even exceed the zero, she shouldn't be expecting to marry the most responsible and respectful man in her life because you know what, you've been around the block. They're, like they say, this one is for the streets. But then what is said about these men whose body counts, we, we, don't, even, we don't even make it a subject to ask truly what... What is your body count as a man? Right? Does it truly matter? So analyzing men's body counts is completely non-existent because the more numbers that a man ramps up, the more, the more the guys and the people in society see him as masculine. It's not something that a man is making conscious effort to hide, but women are conditioned to make sure. If I, you'll be told, you'll be advised online and say, okay, one thing you should never do or never tell a man. Who you're interested in is how many men you have actually been with. But then you see the men who freely tell you, you no, know, you know, when I was when I was in school, when I was in uni, when I was in college, I have been with so many women, you know, I spent my time Trying to ramp up numbers, I've been with women of this race and that race. You know, I'm a, I'm a guy like that. You know, I'm a G like that. I've been I've I've been able to catch these babes. It's a thing of pride right, for men. And then as a woman, you advised not to say because men are not taught how to handle these numbers. Because for real, if you actually open up and tell a, a guy, okay, so these are the amount of men I've been with, which is a number that is that is not up to ten percent of his, ooh, right? It's not It's it's still a small number, but he's he, he's taught to be uncomfortable by it still like you know oh my god you bring 10 guys are you looking at him like 10 is a 10 is a small number like 10 is a small number right your number is possibly 40 but still the concentration would be who are these 10 men how and when how old are you that you know you could have been with all these men so even if For heaven's sake, you have this conversation. And truly, this guy is able to hold it in and not act like anything is wrong. And he just, you know, he just tests it. And "Oh, okay, okay. The fact is, you notice a little bit of change in his attitude. You notice something. You notice something about it. You just know somehow this information has affected this guy. You hear it in some of the jokes and some of the comments. You just hear it in somehow about how he treats you. It's just be a little more different. But then, for no reason, as a woman, would you be treating a guy different? Maybe if you hear a number above 100, right? So You'll be like, this guy's an Ash'ao guy. But really, would it make you like him less? No. Will it make you judge him? No. Would it make you think that he'll he probably give you an STD? Maybe, yes, but that, would that stop you from being with him? No. And so, the fact is that it is completely different for both genders so if men aren't judged by their body counts and it doesn't define who they are or tell you the most about their personality why does a woman's body count have to be the thing that makes makes you place judgment on her personality and her character right so men now require sex from every romantic interest so you're sleeping with women who you're you're with in relationships you're sleeping with the women in the society, including the decent woman who you desire to be with. Because of course, as a woman, as a man, I like my woman to be right. I like my woman to be decent. You know, I want her to cook. I want her to, you know, be good faring and be down to earth. Right. So you are actually sleeping with the decent woman. And then should you find a virgin, you would want to be the one that she chooses and you would want to be the one that takes that virginity off her. Right. Because you want to be the one that is worth that and for any reason should you choose because i have a couple of friends who are actually indeed virgins you you, you find that they'll agree to be with a man and man is like oh you're a virgin oh that's beautiful right don't worry i'm not going to pressure you and he agrees to go into a relationship with said virgin and then A few months down the line, he's still asking, you know, aren't you ready? Don't you think it's time? But then that was not the agreement at the beginning of the relationship. He only, so most times they'd agree to go into the relationship hoping that somewhere around along the line, you'd be comfortable enough to say, and that's a man who has some decency. You'd be hoping enough to say that you're comfortable right now and you're ready actually you want to sleep with everybody and then still when you're choosing to be with a woman you want to hope that she hasn't slept with a lot of people but then you're out in society sleeping with everybody make it make sense really make it make sense men will enjoy and occasionally crave a sexually aware woman a sexually open and expressive woman but they don't accord her a lot of respect because they're not taught to women are taught to accept that men are naturally promiscuous and that one woman cannot satisfy a man while they cheat and you know are promiscuous and they move around they still have the ability to love and respect their partners because right men do not associate a lot of emotions with sex they don't associate it so it's not necessarily disrespectful when they do it because they still indeed love you and they still will uphold all responsibilities to you as their woman while cheating cheaters put their partner's health and emotional well-being at risk for their personal enjoyment it's no consideration for the well being of your partner or how it would affect them because they have chosen to enjoy a few moments of satisfaction with somebody else. That is, in general, what I think it is. So that choice of cheating doesn't necessarily have anything to do with your partner, But in fact, it will affect that relationship you have with the person and the person's emotional well-being. As well as the fact that you might catch an STD and bring it right back home. So, men see cheating as the disrespect that it is. They will not tolerate it from a woman. A man who will, in fact, tolerate cheating is a man who has truly loved and has, in some way, unlearned his misogyny. Will say, okay, you know, I love her, so... I'll, I'll forgive, right? And still, it will take him a journey of letting go. But women, you're taught from a young age that should you be able to marry a man who doesn't cheat on you, it's like finding a needle in a haystack. It's not it's not something that is is available to women everywhere. And so it's not easy to find. It's not something that you should teach yourself that you're looking for. to tell you, you know, should a woman live because it's, it rains everywhere, right? You can't leave your home because because it's raining everywhere. And so you can't leave a man because he's cheating because how are you to know that the next man you're going to be with will not do the same thing to you? So men will feel disrespected if you cheat on them and they will walk away. You hear a man clearly saying, you know, even as promiscuous as I am and even as I move around having every woman that I want while married, if my wife should do that, it's not, I won't won't forgive it. Clearly, like I know the things that you do, And I see you, you're saying it clearly. And this is a thing, this is is not even about one person. This is a thing about, this is a thing said by men because they're not, not, it's not even about them, choosing to be partial to their own irresponsibility it is it is just in it is just how they think right it's going to be difficult for me to forgive a woman who cheats on me even if i do it to her it's not something that they're conditioned to be able to endure but women are taught you know even if it hurts you have to endure you know some of these things happen men are like that You're taught that men are like that. And then with all these narratives and societal norms in place, the sexuality of women is still very much highly suppressed while men explore and expand theirs. So while men desperately need to unlearn their misogyny, women must stop suppressing their own desires into an image, into an acceptable image. You're trying to make sure that you're you're the kind of woman that your parents would want you to be. And so you push yourself into an image and decide, you know what, maybe my sexual desires um, do not really fully need to be expressed. Whatever he gives me is what I'll take. It's wrong. You'll find that in a relationship, one person's libido is most times higher than the other because it's just natural that two people will not have the same sexual desires at every point in time because there's so many things that affect it. So but there's guilt and shame that keeps one person in a relationship from expressing Expressing their own sexual desires somehow society affects how we think is acceptable to be sexually so you try to express that you want it but you know not so much so that it doesn't scare away your partner it's just like james bond over the years in the beginning you see how you know he's freely flirting and being with women and then women who clearly want to be with him too cannot actually express that they do and somehow he has to cajole them into being intimate with him even when you can see that she wants it right and then you find that the women are okay and fine you see two women who have been with bond that are aware that both of them have been with bond in the same movie standing side by side right next to him understanding that they're sharing him and it's not a problem because it's fine because at the time that's actually how society was you just sit there and, you know, it's fine. You know, you, it's not It's not like you're going to have him share you with another man, but you're sharing him, and that's okay. It's uncomfortable, but it's okay. As we go through the years, you see that the Bond movies are changing. Right now, you don't see him forcing himself on any woman who, you know, finally agrees to be with him. Because women are, are evolving. It's not as bad as it used to be. So I hope that this evolution Of women and their sexuality goes beyond what it is now because that expressiveness needs to be part of us as women we need to be able to say you know what i don't think what you did to me right now is what i truly desired for you to have done and i think it can be better be able to say be able to come out and tell your partner you know what i've not been satisfied this whole time and i think you're being a little selfish and actually say what you desire out of your partner and Men, listen. Sometimes it feels like your partner is unteachable, and he will ignore you when you ask for your needs to be met, and so you you're forced not to say it. So there are a lot of men who simply do not have highly libidos There are a lot of men who sex for them is just exaggerated as society would like it to be, but really you know within yourself that this is not how you're feeling. You know that you're not out there desiring to be with every single person. You think about it, but you know that you don't have the physical ability to do it. But society now makes it seem like, you know, as a man, you know, na man be, you kind of have to you kind of have to, you know, explore so your royal oats, you know, this lady is right next to you. So why not? Right? There are a lot of men who can be without sex for days, months, weeks. Yes. It just it can't just be without it. And right there in front of them, there's a perfect environment, there's a perfect aura, perfect opportunity to indulge. But they simply won't. They're just not interested because they don't feel like it. But Society makes those men feel abnormal. You don't hear a guy come to say, you oh. know, no. Because society has made it look like as a guy, every opportunity for intimacy that you find, you take. Every opportunity for intimacy that you find, you have to, you know, grab onto it and grab hold to it. So, a guy who actually doesn't have a high libido will not be comfortable enough to say because, you know what, he kind of expressed that to his friends because, like, like, okay, what kind of guy? So, you mean, right, there was a naked lady sleeping right next to you and you didn't do anything with her. And that girl, she probably wanted you and you didn't do anything to her. Aren't you weird? And so... Yes, while women's libidos are suppressed, there, there's, a, there's an angle of men, male expressiveness that is not fully explored because there is a narrative that covers and overshadows how men can truly express themselves, really. And then you go over time, you get older and women's libidos through menopause and through so many postpartum depression and through so many things fluctuates and sometimes intensifies as they get older. It is not the same for men because it's a completely different thing. So a lot of people, while they get older, that stamina for intimacy reduces. But then for women... Yes, you come in and out of the mood within the month, but does that stamina really reduce over the years? So it's not the same thing. So a lot of times in a lot of relationships, you find that a woman's libido is many times higher than the guy. You see her, you know, wanting for more and wanting for more. And he's like, you know what, just give me a breather. Let me just rest. And that is a guy who actually does not have a low sex drive, but he's not fully able to express that, you know, I can't meet the needs of the woman that I'm with. And so as a woman, you're even taught to not rub it in, if he can't meet your needs, you just take what he has to give you and then you're, you're off. You're off doing your thing. And so that is why at this point, toys are selling. Toys are selling because a lot of women need that extra, extra time for themselves. Women have collections now because it's no longer such a taboo to own one. You know, it's like, it should be part of the things that you own, right? Just in your bedside door right there, right? You feel it's uncomfortable. It's happened and you don't feel like you got all that you desired and you just go open and take and it's fine right now. It didn't used to be like that. Imagine how our parents were. Imagine how they were. And then they had setups where men would go off to war for years and that woman would just be sitting home. And for no reason should you be found with other people because it would be a taboo. You'd be an outcast in society for attempting that But should it have been that women went to war and women went to do all these jobs for years, it would be okay. It's just like you see a guy here living free in Nigeria where most of the people here are abroad. Right. Most of the people have sent their families abroad and you see a man working from Nigeria, sending money home to his family. And you see him here, he has an apartment, he's living like a bachelor. And then people say, okay, isn't he married? Right. Why is he, why is he here? And they're like, ah, he's married now, but his family is not here. What do you expect of him? But then the same woman in another society with her family whose husband is way, uh, is far away from her will not be excused for attempting to satisfy herself with other people. And so, When you are intimate with someone, you need to understand what their sexual needs are. So apart from the fact that there are other factors that reduce or increase what it is, it's good for you to be sensitive to what your partner's sexual needs are. Because in fact, it will definitely never be the same as yours. And that is why consent comes into the argument because... You need to fully understand what the environment is like. You need to understand before you indulge whether your partner is in or not. You need to understand my woman is the kind who needs it every night, possibly multiple times. And so when you have that understanding, you know that you're going to do your best to satisfy her, right? The same way a woman would try to understand what her husband's sexual desires are. And if you're a good husband to her, no matter how tired she is, she probably will come to bed as long as she feels good and as long as she feels like you're deserving of it. And so... Sexual needs are a discussion that should be had between couples. It's an intimate discussion that must be understood, that must be expressed between you and whoever you're intimate with so that both of you understand what you're doing and so that both of you understand how best to satisfy one another. Because whether you like it or not, libidos are not as society paints him to be. A woman's libido can be as high as possible and a man's libido can actually be low as opposed to how society makes it look, as opposed to how society makes you feel like it should be. So that expectation that you have of your partner should not actually be what you expect of your partner. So that is why you're learning this person for yourself. That's why you're learning to understand this person for yourself. So you ask, you find out, and you see how well both of you work together as a couple. You see what the chemistry is like. So as we hope for the chemistry in our relationship, you cannot neglect the feeling or the fact that sometimes the sex is dutiful. And that's okay. As you hope to, you know, have an equal libido as your partner, you have to understand that there are some times where you're going to be with your partner just because you know that they need it, because you know that you know this is this is what they desire at this point in time. While you hit a climax and you orgasm, you know that you can't lay in bed because, well, she's not satisfied or he is not satisfied. And so that's what a relationship is about, about compromise. So we need to normalize understanding the difference in sexual desires. In most cases. The drive is different and there are many factors that affect it. The factors that will affect your desire to meet those needs of your partner will also vary. While you're trying your very best... To exclude yourself from societal norms it is important for you to understand that, you know, there are differences every now and again. And so there are differences on how you as a person would desire intimacy based on how your body is, based on how you feel, based on whether or not you're hungry. You know, there's so many things that affect it for you as a person. And so you have to understand that, you know, maybe it is different for your partner and then see how well you can make it work, see how well you can enjoy yourself. What we're here to learn is how best to enjoy our relationships and make it better. And so with that... This This is where the episode comes to an end and I had a good time talking about this it was interesting it was how would I put it controversial and so I'd like to hear what you think do you actually think that women's libidos are as high or higher than men's libidos or you still maintain that men's libidos are truly higher than women's I'd like to know what you think and down in the comment section you can say you can check my social media I hope that you really liked it share and subscribe so yeah it's heart and heart with Naomi yet again, Hi, I'm Naomi Harris, stay tuned for the next episode. That's it for today's episode. Thank you for experiencing this with me on Heart and Her with Naomi. Remember to like, subscribe, give this a review wherever you're listening to this podcast and definitely share. If you'd like to ask me about your relationship or anything you want me to talk about, or to basically just share your heart with her, find me on Instagram at Heart and Her, Twitter and TikTok at Naomi underscore Harry or send an email to heart and her with Naomi at gymil.com. This podcast is available on youtube anchor spotify and apple Podcasts. make sure to turn on the notification to get new episodes bye see you next time